You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com. Welcome to episode 29 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Jess Biondo. I'm Tia McNally. And I'm Michaela Hooper. This week, we are so thrilled to have Lisa Whittle on the show. Yes, I'm so excited to have an opportunity to interview her because I've been enjoying her books and her speaking and all of her content on social media for a long time. And she has just such great truth and life-giving words all the time. Mm-hmm. Everything she says is a gift to, to believers and helping us walk a life that puts Jesus over everything else. Um, she has six books out. Her most recent book is Put Your Warrior Boots On. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she also has a ministry called Ministry Strong. And Ministry Strong is actually like caretaking of people in ministry, which is yeah. incredibly needed. Yeah. And so on time. And so that is a once a year retreat where she invites about 30 people to come and just be loved on and and nurtured. And she Mm -hmm. teaches on soul care. And um, so, yeah, we're excited for you guys to hear from her. She's a powerhouse. Yes. So here she is, Lisa Whittle. Hey, Lisa, welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Of course. Well, um, we're we're going to dive right in, and um, we we would love for you to tell us a little bit about growing up as a pastor's kid, and um, when did you come to own your faith in Jesus? Oh, so yeah, my uh, my faith in Jesus. I was actually that is a part of growing up as a pastor's kid. I think because you know it really my longest relationship has been with the church, and so. Um, you know, I've been a part of a faith community since I was born, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I came to know Jesus when I was six and, you know, I think through the years I've, I've questioned like, okay, was that a real decision? Was, did I really, mm-hmm. um, make that decision? Was it real? And I, I look back on it and I know that it was because, I can remember vividly the sights, the smells, the sounds. Um, I was actually, I, I, kinda, I write about this in, in I Want God, but I was actually in um, a, a service at, at church and I can just remember uh, feeling this, this, just this urge to tell Jesus I loved him, to, to really, to make a commitment to him. I wanted God for the first time in my life and mm-hmm. So I remember being afraid to tell my mom because I felt like she'd say I was too young. Uh, but I, I, I remember just being, I just felt a compulsion to tell her. And so, so it was a very real experience. And so I, I really became a believer when I was that young. Wow. And I've loved Jesus for a long time. I've run from Jesus for a lot too in my life. <laughs> yeah. But I've also loved him very deeply for a very long time and, and been a, and really been a part of, you know, the faith community for a long time too. So there's been a lot to sort out with that as well. Being a pastor's kid, I think it's, I mean, it's a beautiful role, but it's a very, um, can be a confusing role. It can yes. be a, a, a difficult role. And I think sometimes, 
um, learning to separate your role and what you've learned and what you've known uh, from your actual personal relationship with Jesus. It's super important. And sometimes it takes years, months, whatever to, to really do that. And so it's been a journey for me. I love your philosophy of Jesus over everything. Yeah. What a simple statement, and yet it says so, so much. How did you kind of come to that as your, I don't want to say tagline, because I don't want to minimize it to that, but um, sort of your your message? Yeah. You know, I, I for me, it, 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 it kind of, oh, I'm a bottom line person anyway, so I'm always kind of thinking in terms of like, what's, you know, what's the bottom line here? Or, or what is this, you know, if you really boil this all down, what, you know, what am I really thinking? Or what am I really feeling? Or what am I really afraid of? Or I, I kind of think in those terms. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think my faith, I've, I've come to that in my faith too, is like, you know, there's been so many options through my life for, and for all of us, I think it's that way we can choose this or this we can, um, you know, we can do walk down this road or, or do this thing, or we can do this. And so for me, I sort of need things to anchor me. And I find that like a statement like Jesus over everything, it's really a mic drop statement of my faith. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not like, I mean, I'd love to say that's how I live. I want to. I want to live that way. But it's more of like goals, right? right. It's like a hashtag goal for me <laughs> because I, I'm 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 growing. I'm getting there. I feel like some days I, I I probably live Jesus over everything, and some days I don't do as well. Or maybe this hour of this day I don't do as well. But it is what I believe. I also believe it's something that it clears out a lot of complications in our life. It Mm, clears out a lot of complications for me because if I live Jesus over everything, or if I believe Jesus over everything, then my decisions from that place kind of get simpler. Yeah. And, you know, they really uh, flow from that. So for me, it was more than just, Hey, I just need to pick a podcast name. What should I call it? Yeah. (laughs) It was more like, Hey, what do I really want this to be about? I don't, I can't think of anything better to say than Jesus over everything, man. That's like Mm -hmm. everything to me. And so that's kind of where it came from. Well, I just want to say reading the different titles of your books and being familiar with, you know, some of your podcast and Instagram and things like that. Like I've noticed that clarity. There's so much clarity in what you bring to the table Mm -hmm. that is so profound because I think, Like you said, I mean, you know, we're all, I think we're looking a lot of times for clear direction, revelation um, from the Lord ultimately. And I'm, I'm just like, I've been so encouraged by the the things that you've, you've had to say that I've been already been able to glean from Mm -hmm. that are just so direct and bold. And um, so thank you. Like that, that's, it's beautiful. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, here recently, I was actually going to ask you about this. I noticed that you were posting for a while about um, the lies that we believe and just speaking truth about that. And that's been on your podcast as well. And so I just wondered, what's that coming from? Where um, sort of what's going on in, in your world that is bringing up this this need to dispel the lies? You know, I, I can't say that it's it's something that I've necessarily thought, wow, I need to talk about the lies. But I, I do think that 
I think in general, as believers, we, we combat this sort of um, truth versus lies constantly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a part of our journey. I think certainly for me, uh, there's just a need to constantly be going back to the truth. That's why the Word of God for yes. me is not only everything, but something that I want to be talking about all the time because there's nothing better than the Word of God. There's nothing Amen. else that matters more. And so, you know, if if God's going to give me a voice and, and, and a place in which to use it, I feel like one, it is within my personality to speak into some of the hard places. It's mm-hmm. not always fun, and it's not always what I want to be doing. To be honest with you, I, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather talk about easier things. I think it's it's you know more endearing to people. But <laughs> but for for whatever reason, God decided that this would be what I would need to do, and so um, we just journey through it together. But I feel like um, in order for us to be really healthy, and in order for me to be really healthy, it it is a constant reminder of what's the truth about this. And it is the way that I try to live my life so that I stay healthy is telling my, telling the truth to myself and to others. It is, it is a practice for me. It is something, yeah, it's more than just like, it's not a strategy. It's really like, this is the way that I continually walk with Jesus and continually walk in the truth. And I don't let, the lies of the devil get in there because they very easily can. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think for me, I just felt like, you know, there's some narratives that I'm continuing to hear come up uh, just in conversations with girlfriends or, or people that are in places where I'm speaking or just out there in the, in the social media world. And I hear it buzzing around and I, I want to talk about it. I want to speak into it uh, in the way that I can. And so that's kind of, I think, where that came from. That's amazing. Um, so you just uh, here recently you kind of combined Jesus over everything and five-word prayers into one podcast, yeah? Right, right. right. And so uh-huh. can you tell us a little bit about five-word prayers and the devotional that you have as well by the same name? Yeah, five-word prayers— podcast came out of the five word prayers devotional book that I released, um, back in 2017, October. And, you know, it was one of those things where I, um, I really was at a place in my life where I wanted to become a better prayer. And I was frustrated by the fact that I, I felt like my prayer life was a little bit stale and, I, I didn't know how to sort of make it better, I guess, for a lack of, of, of a better way to say it. And so I thought, well, you know, I, I just need to, you know, read a prayer book and I need to see what this prayer book has to say about it. And I, I cause I'm clearly not doing something right. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous when I say it back, but because I've been a believer for so long yeah. and it's, you know, I might say that's silly to someone else, but I think when you're in that moment, you're like just grasping, you're like, what do I need to do? I'll need to read your mm-hmm. prayer book or whatever. And so, uh, I did, I got this prayer book and it's, it's a book that a lot of people were loving and, and I thought I should love this, but I was like maybe 50 pages in and I felt very discouraged and I shut it. And I thought, I can't do this long list of to do's that they're telling me how, that I need to do in order to pray better. And so I felt very frustrated the night that night. And I remember I went to bed and I prayed this really simple 
what ended up being five words, I love you, Jesus help. Mm. But it was, I wasn't trying to like count. I just, it just happened to be five words. And it was the, the, the best thing in the world because I felt the presence of God so near to me, just loving me. Mm. Like, and, and, and in that moment, I thought, you know, it's not about word count. <laughs> it's about heart intent. Like God just wants me to come to him in that simple way that I know how I don't have to be eloquent. I don't have to be on. Mm. I don't have to have, have any of that. And so that's really where the devotional book came from. I thought this is super cool. And it's not meant to be, Hey, I want you to pray less. So let's water this down and just pray five words and like be satisfied with that. What I actually meant for the book to do, and I think it's done this is to help kickstart people that are at a place where they feel like they don't know what to say to God. Yes. And so they've chosen the option of just not talking to him at all. Mm, that's so good. And I want to take that sort of stigma out of it that they feel like they have to approach God with this real fancy breathy prayer mm-hmm. and, and say, here's five words to start the two of you off. Cause I have every confidence that you guys can take it from there. Mm. And so it's sort of like this introduction, like here's a couple things to throw out and then you guys just will go crazy from there. And, and, and it's been a really sweet book. It's been a book that's gotten in the hands of inmates and just, it's been super, super precious. And so from there, I started this podcast, five word prayers daily, which was amazing. And we did it for a year and all thanks be to God that he helped me pull that off for a year (laughs) to have a five word prayer for every day for a year. I can't even believe it. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So we did it, but then, but then we, we we needed to rebrand and and move into something new for a new day called Mm -hmm. Jesus over everything. And um, so it's great because now we have a year's worth of evergreen five word prayers that people can go back and listen to on iTunes if they want a devotional for a year. So, so um, Yeah. Isn't that what we, what we need sometimes? Just, we need a fire starter. We need, we need something to like, to jump us, you know, to like, to kick us, you know, like. Just ignite something. Yeah. Yeah. Like we need to be, um, fueled and we need each other to do that. So that, and I love that also just this ultimate trust in your reader too, just as Mm a, a, a writer myself, I feel like that is, such a beautiful and honoring thing to trust your reader with just that little bit yeah, and then know that the Lord's going to take it and that they're going to press into him and together something beautiful is going to come out of it that you may not even know anything about. So I just, that's, that's beautiful to me. Guys, we are incredibly grateful to have an opportunity every single week to remind you of the amazing company that sponsors our podcast, which is Clean Juice. We love their shots, their bowls, their juices, smoothies, salads, toasts. And we love most of all that their slogan for their company is healthy and body strong in spirit, which is straight out of scripture. Yep, Guys, Clean Juice is the fifth fastest growing franchise in the entire country. They've got 100 locations, more than 100 locations now in 16 states. And it's not just a juice bar. Clean Juice is actually in a league of its own because they are a nutrition and wellness franchise. They have prayer request jars inside every single location. And in case you didn't know, you could own your own clean juice. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So if you live in one of those states that does not have a clean juice yet. Do your people a favor. Mm-hmm. And yourself a favor. Yeah. yeah. And get yourself a clean juice franchise. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you can learn all about everything about Clean Juice at cleanjuice.com. Be sure to follow them on social media at 
clean juice. And if you don't feel led to open your own clean juice, just download the app and find one near you. Lisa, was there a certain experience or, or revelation that inspired you to start Ministry Strong? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Ministry Strong in many ways for me, I, I think God has been growing that in my heart since, man, maybe forever. It, like, this this is tender for me. So, mm. you know, when you bring up Ministry Strong, like, I, I can already feel um, you know, just the emotions, they're close because, you know, my life in, in ministry is really my life of journeying with the church since I was born. My father was a pastor. I've talked about this candidly online and in books, but, you know, we had a little bit of a rough go. It wasn't like we had this perfect pastor's family. I mean, maybe on the outside for a little bit when I was younger, but certainly as I got older into middle school and high school, you know, my dad had a public fall, uh, and it really, it, it shaped who I was in my faith. It even shapes today in many ways the way that I myself um, mm. preach the word and write. I mean, it, it's, it's it shaped everything about my ministry, wow. but I, I, I knew that the Lord... Uh, wanted me really when my father died about almost two years, it'd be two years in April. When my father died, the Lord began to really call me out and uh, kind of challenge me, I guess, in a way and, and showed me a picture of my ministry. And, and at the time, you know, I was super busy. I'd been writing books and I'd been traveling and I'd been speaking and all these, but I had been looking at my ministry from sort of this two di- two dimensional, in this two dimensional way. I'm a writer and I'm a speaker and certainly I did other things, but that was my sort of primary ministry. And God began to challenge me and say, Lisa, what are you doing with all you know mm. from all of your experience? And it was, it was crazy because I was already so busy and, and I thought, man, I don't need more jobs. <laughs> I mean, what, what am I going to do? You know, but it was like the Lord was saying, if you'll trust me and you'll begin to look at your life and your ministry in more of this sort of circular way in the totality of it, I will give you more time. And I, mm. I, I have to tell you, I didn't know if that was possible. I thought, how can this be possible? Cause I didn't have a podcast at the time. So it was like, wow. I, I want you to podcast. And I, it wasn't like the Lord said, I want you to podcast, but I, there were some <laughs> things that there were some things that were, that had come up and it was, it was very, it was very, um, I knew that the, that podcast was something I was supposed to do, and I knew I was supposed to start Ministry Strong, and I started mm-hmm. those two things at the same time in addition to what I was already doing. Oh, my so goodness. it was something that the Lord just revealed that I needed to do. But it was it was very cool because Ministry Strong for me is probably what I consider my most important work, mm-hmm. maybe. And, and it's crazy because it's one of the smaller things that I do. I mean, if you look at the numbers that it, of that, you know, we take, we, you know, we have, pe- we have people that sign up online to, to get free emails and, and so forth. And that may, that's even a smaller group than, than is a part of my, my larger community. But even our retreats that we do, we only take about 30 people and we only do one a year. So in numbers wise, it's a small, intimate group, but I can just tell you that the work that happens there Mm -hmm. and pouring into people who pour into people all the time and are at the 
point of burnout and all these things, it's, it's something that had my father had something like that, not that he would have ever gone to a ministry strong, but had he had something like that, mm-hmm. I feel like it could have altered who he was and things that happened. And so those, that, that is certainly such a legacy piece for yeah, me. That's ministry exactly strong. the word I was thinking yeah. of was legacy yeah. for sure. And yeah, I know it is. At, Minis- or at Ministry Strong, you talk a lot about soul care, yeah? Mm. Yeah. And yeah. so we also talk a lot about soul care. And so we're wondering what can you share with our listeners that you may share with the folks who can attend Ministry Strong about how to care for the heart, mind, spirit, and body? Mm-hmm. Well, I talk a lot about it, um, and I, it's it's hugely important. I mean, one of the things that we, you know, we talk, we certainly talk about things like rest and so forth. But one of the things we talk about a lot is boundaries, and uh, you know, that is a huge part of soul care. I think we misunderstand boundaries. I don't think we un- we we don't understand them. We don't get why they're important. Uh, so that's something that we talk about a lot. Um, if you're not well within, you you just cannot lead other people. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of us, it's something that I say a lot is you cause your own early exit from ministry by your unwillingness to set boundaries. And okay. that's, that's just something that, you know, a lot of us do and we don't mean to, and we don't want to. Right. But one of the, the reason for ministry strong in the first place is that w- so that we will continue to serve Jesus for the long haul, mm-hmm. because I'm tired of seeing so many of us fall by the wayside, you know, get so, so burnt out because we, we just have not managed things well. Well, we've we've allowed ourselves to become so burned out that we just quit it all together. And listen, I don't say that from a place of judgment. I've been so close to burnout. I can mm-hmm. tell you, I thought I can't ever do this again. Like mm-hmm. before, I wrote "I Want God," and you, you know, when you read that intro, you can see I was uh, so much letting the opinions of other people rule me that I was uh, well, I was going to quit ministry over that. Wow. And so, you know, it, it, it really is something that I think can be um, remedied, but we have to pay attention to what's going on with us. I love that. I love you talking about boundaries. And can I say too, I noticed that you are so good at boundaries just in the process of scheduling this podcast interview. And I really, really admire that. I even mentioned like, wow, she (laughs) is so clear about what she needs and wants. And I love that. Thank you Uh, for modeling that. It's wonderful. mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Well, it takes time and I'm not always great at it, but I think it's important and we have to do it or we can't do what God's called us to do. And it's super Super important because, listen, people will ask you, and I'm sure you girls have experienced this many times, you know, people will ask you to do a ton of things and you'll want to say yes to all of them Mm -hmm. or they'll ask you, you know, for this and that and you really want to do it. But in order to be able to do all the things that God's called you to, some things you won't be able to do. I've had to do that with books. Like I've Mm -hmm. wanted to write six different books, but in order to write the book that God wanted me to, five of them have had to go away at least for a while or, you know, saying yes to this event. You've had to say no to this event. And it, it is hard. And sometimes I don't know if I do the right thing, but at least I do feel like it's something that we have to continually try to do. And For sure. Jesus will help us. Yeah. I think it's actually honoring, you know, like you're mm-hmm. you're honoring yourself. You're honoring the other person or persons and you're honoring the Lord. Like you're, you know, you're, you're valuing and you're stewarding the, the things that he's given you to 
steward, mm-hmm. you know, including it's not, time and, and yeah, like energy and talent and all of it. Yeah. So, well, and um, you want people that you want people to, to get your best and they, and they deserve yep. that when you're there, you know, to be all there. And I think a lot of us think like it's a noble thing. If we just say yes to this and do this <laughs> and run this way and we're right, but then we're actually not giving anybody our best and we're really running ragged here and there and everywhere. And it's a, it's kind of a lack of understanding for what we're supposed to be doing. It's probably equal parts um, arrogance and ignorance. I, I think that yeah. we feel like we can do everything. And believe me, I've learned this the hard way. So, I mean, <laughs> it's it's not because I'm so great at it. Oh, I love it. But that's, I think that's a part of the process too is and, yeah. and understanding your boundaries is being able to acknowledge mm-hmm. that yeah. and, and being able to walk it out and grow in come, it. Grow yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, I love your... Um, declarations. Like, I think I was thinking about that in your, um, put your warrior boots on, um, because that's even a part of knowing your being able to know your, your boundaries, um, and your knowing your identity and declaring the thing, those things, the truths about who you are yourself. So you can, you can operate with those boundaries. Um, can you, will you tell us a little bit about your most recent book? Yeah, I mean, that book really came because I was, I felt like a lot of us were living below our spiritual potential. I mean, myself included, I just kind of, we were having all these conversations and they were very similar and they were all very fear driven. They were, they were kind of the same of like, I, I, the world's gone crazy. I don't know if we're going to be okay. And I just, at the same time, (laughs) am reading Ephesians one and I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'm reading here about this same power that raised Christ from the dead that's available to us. And so these things are not matching up. We are as afraid as the non-believers, but yet we are covered under the umbrella of this power source and this strength of, of Jesus Christ. The same power is available to us to walk through this world. And so what I, it's not that we're um, not able to to walk in this world strong it's just that we're not uh we're not tapping into something we are not believing something and it's it's not a name it and claim it because i don't believe in that it is a it is a literally coming in agreement with the word of god which is the final word the unchanging word all of the things and so it's like what does it say in the bible and what do I need to to be more clear about? Because, you know, declarations, just like the Jesus over everything statement, the declarations to me um, save myself a lot of heartache yeah. and uh, really have give me a lot of clarity, give the reader a lot of clarity for their life if they'll adopt them. Because if you say, I will follow Jesus forever, you know, and that is a declarative statement that you decide is never going to change, then when something comes up, you don't, there's no choice to be made. Like I'm following Jesus forever. I'm not changing that. Right. Or I am able. And what was interesting to me is I did a poll on my social media. It was kind of a loose poll, obviously, but I think about a thousand people responded. That's a pretty good idea of of what you've got going on. And you've got people from Australia to everywhere in the United States, Mm -hmm. you know, responding. 91% of people who responded said they do not believe they can walk through this life strong. Wow. Wow. 
Now, you think about this, and that's why it was interesting to me, because in all the declarations, there's eight chapters, there's eight declarations. Chapter one is, I am able. And that is the chapter that most people have struggled with the most, because they're not even sure they're able. Yeah, mm. And that showed me that we are not understanding or, or we don't realize that Ephesians 1 is in the Bible. Wow. Because if we Dang. if we really believe that, then we are either aren't reading scripture or we aren't understanding scripture. And so That's I think so it's probably a little bit of both. But I really wanted to encourage my friends, we could do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, we it's not because we're strong. We're actually not. Nothing's changed. The world's gonna not gonna change. It's still gonna go crazy and it might get crazier, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. And it's not that fear can ever be cured. It's just that we we can do this and if we look to Jesus and if we adopt these things that it talks about in the word that are pretty cut and dried, then we can walk through the world differently. And I believe it's time to rise to our spiritual potential. Come A lot on, of us are amen. walking around, you know, the, the whole idea of put your warrior boots on is a visual of the kind of shoes we're walking around in because boots are the kind of things we need to walk through this crazy world. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, a lot of us have are just liking the flip-flops, which is fine for the beach, <laughs> but it's not fine for spiritual combat. And yeah. so that's the idea is like swap those things out, put the boots on, like, and it, you know, it's, what's, what's kind of interesting. You guys mm-hmm. might like be like, what? But I tried to write that book like five years earlier. And do you know, that a lot of, I mean, every one of the publishers that we tried to propose that to, pitch that to, they were like, I don't know. You think the world's that bad? I'm like, are you really serious? Are you right alive now? right now? That's yeah, I'm funny. like, are, are, are you? But that's typical of my vision personality. I've sort of got a visionary personality. I'm, I'm usually ahead of my time, which is kind of inconvenient for book publishing. True. But yeah. the realization is, it's like, guys. <laughs> wake up they finally were like oh okay yeah the world's kind of getting bad but the realization (laughs) is we got to put these shoes on and be ready because things aren't getting any better but it's okay because we've got this hope so yeah i mean that that's it in a nutshell it's amazing wow you did you made quite a nutshell around it because that was phenomenal (laughs) i feel like we just went to church i know i was like can we have coffee Uh, yeah for real (laughs) lisa thank you thank you thank you for your time and your energy and i mean every word you just spoke was so life-giving and affirming and encouraging and we are so grateful that we get to share your message with our listeners so thank you for your time oh it's been a joy thank you And we will definitely be posting how people can find you online and your books and um, anything else that you have going on. We'll make sure people know how to access it. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thanks. What a great interview with Lisa. And I really liked how in the end she was talking about how she had this idea for the book, um, the, the Warrior Boots book. But, you know, five years ago, people weren't ready to publish it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said often a lot of her ideas, she feels like they're ahead of, of our time. Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a God thing mm-hmm. that what we're creating today might not be for today. That's it might so be good. for future generations and to inspire those who are coming after us. And, you know, I think back to, you know, books and pieces of art from, you know, centuries ago that still inspire me today. It's like the work that God has given you to do and to create, you may not see all the fruit 
in your generation. Mm -hmm. But you have to just put that message out there or do the work that you feel like God has given you to do because somebody one day is going to need it, even if you don't see it today. And I feel like that's part of the message of the book, Mm -hmm. too. And so that time, that gap in time of when she had the inspiration and when it was delivered to the people is part of the message, which is what you just said, Jess. Yeah. And and I think that it's amazing the way that God can build things in like that, that we don't see until we're looking back um, and we're able to recognize them. Isn't it cool that he gave us his word as an example of that? Oh my like, gosh, you're so right. <laughs> like his word is, you know, like just continuing to like to reveal itself. So, and so true. I think it's so awesome how as his people creation, like he's, he does that in us. Yep. And we just forget sometimes that maybe what he's given us isn't for now, but for later. Yeah. And Lisa, I was like, man, she, she really is a powerhouse. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she just like blasted yeah. us with so much goodness yes. and revelation. And she, Even I think there was a willingness in her to like lay down her desire to see some certain things come to fruition. Yes. um, When she thought they should come to fruition. Mm -hmm. But she had an awareness and a willingness to say, you know what? Like, okay. Even though maybe in the moment she was like, oh, you guys are crazy. But she realized like, like, okay, it's not the right timing. Right. And so... Being aware of that is so important. And I just think as we're creating, we forget that. We forget that, oh, okay, it doesn't have to be for now. And um, I mean, even Jesus walked through that too, right? Yeah. Before he revealed himself. Mm -hmm. It's like, nope, nope, not time. Yep. Yeah. Well, guys, whatever you're working on, whatever God's doing in your lives, um, we just pray that you would have peace this week as you trust him with it and you trust his timing. And um, we pray that you're experiencing his presence and that um, that you'll join us back here next week for another powerful interview. Remember, you are able. Yeah, you are. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find The Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Collected Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. Support for the Collected Podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at cleanjuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at wellhappyandkind.com. Podcast recorded by Jacob Early, music by Asaf Alon.